Ship's log, entry 10-06. Tully's monsters headed down to the planet Suikuyama for the Illithid peace talks. Bridget, Beaufort's sister, joined the crew, excited to meet the Illithid body creation team. They met several meat people, including Ellen, the Illithid delegation leader who has a visually distinct magic clone body. Her son, Harry, who has taken on one of the mechanical illithid bodies. Blank machines created for the purpose of being infested with an organic parasite. Ernest, an illithid traditionalist whose protesters are outside. And Jenny, the illithid flump psychologist. They also met two members of the illithid body creation team, the spindly illithid hacker, Pavroth, and the bearded female dwarf, Cascorn. Lastly, from the Soul Delegation, Corporal Bryant, a military man who clashes with Beaufort. The team took their positions as the talk started. Suddenly, Harry raised his hand to psionically blast Davon. Max threw their body into the path of the projectiles as chaos erupted. I very much look forward to you putting together like a little one-shot offshoot where you just play a little Gore Slammer campaign. I am very excited to hear all of the lore you're going to incorporate into this uh, plot-rich environment. I was about to say they should make a tabletop spin-off of Warhammer 40k, and then I remembered Warhammer 40k is a tabletop game. <laughs> yeah, they also have many, many different um, role-playing games to play. I thought you were gonna say many, many different litigious weapons they could use, but that would also be you know that really cool video game series Warhammer 40k. They should make something tactile with that. That'd be pretty cool. Something IRL, a, ta a tactile IRL game. As I look over to the literally thousands of dollars of figures on my shelf now wait wait you told me that you don't you, you don't get those to play a game you just get those to paint them and wish you could play a game I, with them i play the game digitally online because you think i'm going to fucking measure out a hundred and fifty goblins marching across a table no i'm not psychotic literally every warhammer player i have ever known has basically treated warhammer the way that like Children at school treated uh, collecting Pokemon cards, which is, yes, I'm going to get them. Yes, I want them to look as nice as possible and be pristine. No, I'm not going to play with them. Why would I do that? <laughs> so there, there is like a big community that plays it. And I would probably play it more if I didn't live in the uh, ass end of New Jersey with no like game stores around me. But it's it's just it's the same thing as like playing Magic Arena versus Paper Magic. I can't I can't track that many counters on physical cards. Just just do it automatically for me online. Well, you you don't want every one of your cards to have an individual spin down on it.
No, I don't. I can't. I'm not doing that. I ain't doing that. No. Oh, I can't imagine a world in which you would voluntarily and willingly choose to have numbers and dice you had to keep track of. Welcome back to Dice Funk. Uh, oh. Yeah, we're here. Uh, do, do we want to do the introductions of who's who won last time? Because this is, I think, our third episode with this little crew. Uh, remind everyone who you are and who you're playing, and then next week we can probably just trust people to know what's going on. Yeah, if they don't know who we are by the end of the first arc, they need to go back and listen to the arc again, because it's not going to make <laughs> any sense if you don't catch on by then. Um, I am Austin Yorsky. That's the voice you're hearing now. I play Wendy McDonald, Barbarian, Fairy, Spy. Those are the three elements of the character that are most important. Wild Magic Barbarian, uh, Illithid Fairy, to be clear. Uh, she is right now uh, hiding up in the vents as an assassination attempt goes underway. She's pretty excited to start stabbing. Oh, also patreon.com slash Austin Norsky. Some restrictions apply. Sp- not, not available in <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> what, what did Arkansas do? Or what did you do to Arkansas? <laughs> they know what they did. I, I'm still in litigation. I can't really talk about it publicly, but it's a whole, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're like, oh, these prices are too reasonable for all this spew punk. It's just so much great content. How dare you? It's, 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 it's how dare you offer up all this value for just $1 per month? You can't do that in this state, sir. You need to charge more. <laughs> and Austin's like, I'm a man of principles. I am not going to budge. And then they litigated him over it. It's, I mean, I'm sorry for spilling the case, but. I mean, for $5, you can get in the credits episode. We'll talk about your name and we'll be like, wow, you're so funny and handsome. I bet you're strong, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. The 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 dice funk credits have such a wide-reaching impact that like I do projects where in my credits there will be people whose names are just dice funk references. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's I I know I get it. <laughs> We're ruining a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts out there with our weird inside jokes. Uh, hello, I'm uh, Dan. Uh, I you can't follow me anywhere. I'm just here to be a ghoul. I'm playing. Uh, Buford F. Gubbins. He is a master maker artificer, space trucking, uh, 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 Adam Smasher. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and he is mechanically a Simic hybrid, but he, uh, in lore is just a human who's just replaced every one of his vital organs with, uh, car parts, essentially. (laughs) Uh, and he's currently in the rafters as a crane game, failing to drag a person out of the way as uh, they get shot at. Yeah, it's not so easy to move left and right. The crane game makes it look like it's going to be really easy to position yourself and grab that prize, but rafters not very, very good for that. My my girlfriend collects uh, rubber ducks, and there are a couple <laughs> places near us that have like crane games for rubber ducks. And she, quite frankly, she's quite bad at it. She makes me do it for her, and she <laughs> keeps telling me that we have to go to Monster Mini Golf to get her more ducks and refuses to just let me buy her some ducks. Girlfriend needs ducks badly. As, as so, I can I can understand this as someone who shiny hunts in Pokemon. It's like, yeah, you could I could just like go on eBay and pay someone to give me all the shiny Pokemon, but that's not what it's about. I need to I need to go out and find the equivalent of rubber ducks. The chase is part of the thing. But but her version is making me do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the same thing, right? It's the same thing yeah. if you do it. While while also being angry that she can't do it. 
Well, that's, that's fair enough. Now, I'm going to correct you on something, Dan. People can follow you. All they need to do is go to the Dice Funk Discord at discord.gg slash capital Y, capital M, capital U, numeral three, lowercase q, oh, capital sh- U, capital H. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, that was poison. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we can follow you. Go to New Jersey. Bring a gun. <laughs> I mean that too. That 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 is all. That that might be easier to go to the Dice Funk Discord. But you might go to well, the Dice that, Funk Discord just to be safe. Th- that is true. You can come to New Jersey and follow me. I do at all times have uh, a leprechaun bag of gold on me. Uh, and whoever can uh, pin me to the ground for to a 10 count, like WWE, will get the gold. But note, I am covered in oil at all times. Mm. Oh, well, you know who's not covered in oil right now and who's going to tell us who they are? It's Skitch. Wait, how do you know I'm not covered in oil? Anyways, I made an educated uh, guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, Michael Skitchiano goes by Skitch all the time. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Skitch Music. Uh, I'm. I also am in the Dice Funk Discord all the time. I am playing Max Ina, the uh, Ardling, uh, Arctic Fox Ardling, Hexblade Warlock, and they are a former pilot in the Ardwing forces, and now they are a Hexblade with their mysterious floating cube weapon known as Formith. They also are sporting a nice little wound they accepted after jumping in line of a shot taken in an assassination attempt. So that's where they are right now. They're doing great. Um, yeah, so let's get back to where we were. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm 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 Laura. I go by Laura K. Buzz on the internet. That's all you need to know. I play everyone else who listens to these characters. But <laughs> there's dramatic stuff going on and we're going to get right to it. Um... Yeah, as you said, Skitch, Max Ina took a psionic blast uh, during the middle of the illithid peace talks that were going on last episode, and um, it has not gone over well. This was a very tense room full of a lot of people with a lot of opinions. What do you all immediately do to prevent this going sideways? Um... (laughs) I will. I Max will try to raise their hand after taking the hit. Uh, their other hand is on the pistol in their jacket, and they will just say, <clears throat> "Everyone, we we need to keep, we need to keep a calm decorum here. We all want peace. We are not going to get that if we get into hysterics over what just happened." Uh, Harry, the uh, illithid in the mechanical suit is visibly shaking. Um, their, their arms are sort of raising, and they, they just look terrified. Okay, I have a trick I can do in this situation that might be kind of fun to see. Yeah, what, what do you got? So one of my uh, Warlock invocations is a feature called Ghostly Gaze, where once per short rest, um, as a... Uh, as an action, I gained the ability to see through solid objects with dark vision within a range of 30 feet for one minute. Okay. And okay. so what I'm envisioning here is that the formith sort of like shifts, some patterns appear on it, and Max's eyes just sort of like shift in color a little bit as they look directly at Harry to see what's inside of it. There is indeed, as you would expect, an illithid tadpole inside. Burrowed, burrowed deep in there, 
like no 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 getting them out that they they there does not appear to be anything you would not expect to see in terms of there's not some other kind of creature piloting this thing right like there's it's not like this is just a thing that looks like it's yeah. something that harry has inhabited this is yeah. probably just harry this is probably um, just harry inside or at the very least an illithid tadpole inside of a physical mechanical body all right so uh, unless unless anyone wants to jump in, Max is going to be like, "Harry, it's okay. Why did you do that?" I I I I I did I I I I didn't I did I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't. So that leads into my question. Um, he's in a robot body. I don't know if these bodies are Wi-Fi enabled. He attacked the one person on the other side championing his cause, which implies to me that this might have been like someone body jacking him, essentially. Is there any... While this is, is there anyone in this room that seems, I get, like the reaction isn't what you'd expect to it, maybe looks a little bit smug, or seems like, I, I don't know, they were fiddling with something? I am gonna need some kind of role from you, and I don't know whether it's insight or perception to have you see how much you take in of this room in the chaos, because there is a lot of reactions going on in a lot of directions. Um, perception, I think? Uh, I rolled an 11 for that. Uh, I got a <laughs> 9, and I'll add a flash of insight to add my uh, intelligence modifier to it to make it a 14. I'm just, I'm just going to note that the last time you asked yes for perception, <laughs> I rolled a natural 20, and now to start this session, I rolled a natural 1. I mean, look, sometimes these things have to balance out with each other. Unless you are um, Leon over on the home team, who I think by the time we're recording this has had, like, 12 crits in, like, four episodes. He's crit more times than the rest of us have rolled. <laughs> it's It's been ridiculous. Um, so, yes, I'm going to have to work out what to do with your, with your botch, but I think, as a party, you have gotten above average, and I think what you get from that is that there is no one who is obviously, you know, um putting away a Wi-Fi router that they just had up on their lap. Um, everyone's responses are fairly appropriate to what has gone down. Everyone is, at the very least, very on edge. Um, I, I think the only person whose response hasn't been necessarily panic or to go straight for, like, anger at the other side is Corporal Bryant, who, despite his not being great at security, has gone and put himself over by the door and is trying to get a lay of the room. Okay. Um, here's a question. The, um, uh... The illithid we learned last week uh, uh, that Wendy met, I don't, I don't think anyone else here met, uh, Pavroth, that was the illithid that worked on the um, metal bodies, right? Uh, Pavroth has done work on the metal bodies, yes. 
more specifically, I, I think it was mentioned that Pavroth was working with someone else on these bodies. Uh, Cascorn, the uh, the the uh, dwarf. Got it. Uh, and are yeah. either of them there right here right now? Uh, they are both in this room right now. Uh, they they did come along to these talks. They are both in the room. Okay. Um, I think Buford is going to hop down uh, from the the ceiling at this point with the big thud, uh, and uh, like walk over to Bridget and sort of usher over to um say uh, let's let's go talk to the experts uh, and walk over to Pavroth and Cascorn and try to in like a hushed tone go look I know a thing or two about cybernetics and he's acting like his body was not responding to him correctly. So, as you're going over to do this, I will tell the rest of the party, like, there are people in this room who are starting to square up against Harry. Um, understandably, an attempted shot has been taken against a political leader in this room. Um, if you want to do anything about the fact they are starting to crowd around quite aggressively, you might want to get on on that. <laughs> I'm I, I, Max is... This, I have a silly idea about what the botch could mean. Uh, go ahead. I am. I, I. I have it in my back pocket. But if you've got an idea, let me know. Well, it says you gain the ability to see through solid objects. My thought is like Max didn't think that maybe, or maybe there's something wrong with how it's working, and he's just seeing through people's clothing, and that's just making them like lose the ability to keep track of things more easily, or it could be something else. Just like I can't even see yeah. I no, I, I I can get on board with that. If 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 you are now too flustered to be helpful for a minute because you've done the thing of imagining everyone with their clothes off, um I can see how that would make it a little more difficult to uh stand your ground. <laughs> yeah. Like like Max tries to impose uh uh, impose themselves between everyone else and Harry, but can't like look at anyone for long enough because they're like immediately just glancing away. And they're like, "Oh no, there's someone else. Oh no, there's someone else. Oh, there's Jenny. Jenny's fine. Oh no, there's someone else." What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Um, so yes, uh, Buford has gone over to uh, Pavroth and Cascorn. Did you say? Yeah. Cool. Um. Uh, Pavroth responds to you um um yes if you've gotten any ideas what we what, what we can do uh, uh, let me know i i i there's no re there's no there's no reason that that any any of this should should be happening i i i've gone over this so many times he he took a shot at davron he didn't shoot at corporal bryant he didn't shoot at balthazar ernest he shot the one person leading the charge on the other side. That don't sit right with me. No, no, I, 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 I agree. It doesn't. It doesn't sit sit right. It's um. It's it's it's. It is not the kind of how do I even put this? Um, shooting in front of a bunch of witnesses is the kind of thing that that is going to ruin your life. That's not. That's not a smart. That's not someone's well thought through secret plan to not get caught. At that, no, it, <sighs> not even taking it to that step, he's not even remotely doing anything to help his goal or lashing out in a way that would even remotely parse with what he is feeling. Do you, can you pull logs from him? Do you have diagnostics off or anything? 
I, I mean, yeah, we, 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 we do. I, I can have a look. It's gonna, it's gonna. Okay, we're gonna take him out of here and put him in a room and try to get these people to not kill each other and cause a war over this. Okay, it's gonna, it's gonna take me a minute, but we'll, um, we'll, we'll get on, we'll get on with this. Um, and Havroth and Cascorn go to start looking over the logs. Uh, you're gonna presumably just find a room to lock Harry in for now. Uh. Yeah, he'll essentially escort the kid out because he's probably the safest person to be able to bodyguard him in this moment. Yep. I Max pulls out a paper fan to try to shroud their eyes and realizes, oh wait, this doesn't work. It's another solid object. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the fan it does nothing. I have an ability called magic awareness. As an action, you can open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you. Uh, so I am trying to look for that router. I am in the, uh, in the you know, the, the vents in the top of the convention center. And I'm just like going around this uh, you know, building through the vents trying to find concentrated magic that may have been mm -hmm. any kind of control device or relay. Right, that weave five, the weave five router. Got it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think that makes sense. So you're you're floating around through the vents. Are you doing this solo? You are individually going to try and find the source of whatever this is. Yeah, I'm doing a very clever and uh, popular move called splitting the party because I don't yep. think I am uh, <laughs> a particularly uh, good escort for a metal person who's going haywire as <laughs> to my size. You definitely do get a source of pretty strong magical energy coming from one end of the building. Um, you are going by yourself, so as you start going this direction, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you have been here. Um, you note that the source of energy is moving, and it is moving towards a room you've been to before. This is the room where you had fried chicken brain substitute with Pavroth and Cascorn. And I dominated in Gore Slammer. Yeah, this is uh this is the room that if anywhere was gonna have anything to do with these bodies, the signal is moving that way. Alright. Um, I'm gonna roll stealth, I think, to get the uh smoking gun evidence by peering through the vents to see the source of the magic doing their crimes. Oh yeah, get 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 that get that stealth roll going. That's an eighteen, friends and family. Eighteen, <laughs> wonderful. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what this leads to, and then we're gonna go back to the other half of the split party. Um, Perfect. I'm on my yeah. spy shit. Okay. So you go into the vents, you fly through the vents, and not necessarily terribly surprisingly. You are led back to the room that handles dealing with these illicit bodies, and as Pavroth and Cascorn get back, um, Pavroth starts pulling up the logs on on their computer, and Cascorn walks up behind Pavroth and starts to magically put Pavroth to sleep. We're gonna cut back to the other half of the party. Um. You are leading Harry to some kind of room to shut him away in. Do you have anything in particular you're looking for, or just a room that is somewhere that isn't where all the very angry politicians are? Um, I'm gonna say 
a room with like no windows in it probably uh it, if there's like a basement like i i want to a have thick walls and b have limited means of entry I, I think I think we can have a basement room, uh, maybe sort of like very unfurnished sort of cellar below ground, uh, very stone walls, couple of pipes. If this is the kind of room that you're gonna like chain someone to a pipe or something, that that level of dingy basement room. Um, do you do you do or say anything? Uh, yeah. How how's the kid reacting to this? Quite bad, I assume. Uh, the kid is in shock. Okay. Like, not does not seem to really be processing what is happening. Like, on I I I I'm not gonna make you roll insight for this. I think it is very obvious that this kid is like, I know the events that happened, but I am not processing the events that happened. Um. I yeah. I think Buford will try to give like a word of encouragement. As bad that'll be, he he's the only person here that probably has like a similar life in a way to Henry, since he's also part robot. He'll go. All right, kid. Look, I know you're going through something pretty rough right now. You have a lot of pressure on you, and likely one of the most horrific parts of your life has just happened. I. I got a couple of metal parts here myself. I know what it's like to lose control over your own body. It is horrific. It is awful. And you're never going to forget it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you make sure that this never happens again. This is like, like I know you're going through robo-puberty here, so let me just give you the straight talk here, you know? You're going to start shooting oil into your bed when you're sleeping. I thought this, I thought this was more. Look, I know this is the worst day of your life, but like, it's 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 gonna keep happening. Your life's gonna be terrible now. Yeah. Let me tell you, you know, if you think this is the worst day of your life, just keep waiting. It's gonna oh. get worse from here. <laughs> Don't. Wor your best days are behind you. You might as well give up. I'm just being honest with you. You're gonna start rusting. Are you making a character choice for Buford to keep calling Harry Henry, or is this a can't read the thing, can't read the text on uh, Roll Twenty? Th thing? This is I'm quite stupid, but I <laughs> look. I I was I was gonna leave it for a second, but I was I was quite enjoying it momentarily. <laughs> I I have started to realize I may be developing some sort of dyslexia as over time I seem to have lost the ability to read things correctly. Are you becoming himbofied? <laughs> He's being straight himbofied. I, I think it's just brain rot. That that does that does track. Look, you know? I, I'm a big fan of the idea of just like willingly giving up brain capacity and be like, I just I just want to think and know less. I'm 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 on that train. <laughs> I, I've been drinking a lot of New Jersey tap water in my life, and there were a fair amount of chemicals in there. I think it might be starting to have mm. a cumulative cumulative effect. I think I think the iron in your blood's been replaced with lead at this point. Uh, oh well, then you can't see through me with your X-ray vision. That's pretty bad. That's right. <laughs> the FDA the FDA refers to it as dumb bitch juice, the New Jersey tap water. <laughs> a, fr a friend of mine who moved to New Jersey for a little bit bragged to me, be like, "Oh yeah, I've never eaten, uh, drank the tap. I eat in the tap water. Jesus Christ, I really am drinking dumb bitch juice." That uh, she never drank any of the tap water. I'm like, Angeline, you you went to restaurants with me, and I saw you drink the water they gave us. 
that's not that's not bottled water they're giving us. So that's dumb bitch juice. So I'm gonna need a roll to see how well you comfort Harry. I I guess that's gonna be um, either performance or persuasion. Either of them I'm happy with. Both of these are awful, and intimidation can't apply here. So let's see how this goes. I mean, look, it could have applied if you'd played it that way, but I got a ten. (laughs) You know what? That is that is some possible encouragement. Um, Harry, at the very least, is hyperventilating a little less, and uh, I think he he looks over and goes, "Just, just keep it. Just keep them away from me until you know what happened." Because I just, I'm sorry. I am sorry. He he pats him on the back with the big robot arm, probably slightly too hard. It's gonna be all right, kid. He says, not probably believing that. <laughs> Is is Max down here with Buford? I think Max is still like in the room with the uh with the various delegates and such, blushing furiously, all their fur bristled up until the ghostly gaze passes oh. by and they aren't seen through everyone's clothes. Oh, we have the we have the three way party split. This is this is beautiful. Oh, how how badly do I punish you all in this moment? Because I have a thing that needs to happen and I didn't plan for you to all be in different places, but that's where we're going. Um, so Buford and Max, you hear a commotion up, well, up upstairs for Buford. Um, for Max, you hear it sort of near the front door of the uh, of the building. Oh no! Does um, it sound like does it sound like protester? It commotion? might sound like protester commotion. Oh no! Um. Yeah, you might you might want to get on that. The the commotion inside this building, including the sound of a psionic blast going off, has uh, agitated the protesters, and they are concerned. Naked protesters. This is getting worse. I'm gonna say um, I think I think Wendy is too far at the back of the building to hear that this is going on. But Buford and Max, I'm gonna say you both hear this starting to go down. Uh, uh, Max will, while covering their eyes with with a hand, <laughs> says like, "Okay, I, I will take a look at what's happening outside. The rest of you just just calm down, uh, enjoy something to drink, and just uh, uh, collect yourselves until you can talk further about these peace talks." Um, while they try to not walk into a wall on the way out of the room. <laughs> Fuck, uh, that, this is a problem. Ah, oh, God, do I... Does he leave his little sister with someone who's been mentally compromised? Or... <laughs> That's up to you, Ed. Do you, you want Bridget to be? Uh, my concern is that he, it's going to happen again. He's going to shoot his sister. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I... Oh, no, it's it's like you having an NPC that you care about is... A... Is the thing you're gonna have to deal with? Oh wait, is this is this Laura specially? Is this consequences? <laughs> okay, um, is there a way I can kind of? I have nothing I can handcuff Harry to the wall with. <laughs> okay, um, he's going to. Say that the safest place for Bridget right now is probably back in the conference room. Um, and he, I think he has to guard the kid 
because if he leaves him alone, he doesn't know what's going to happen with him. And if it's ba- like he can't he can't lock he has no way to lock him up currently. So yeah, he has to he has to guard the kid and monitor okay. what's happening here. Okay, so we're maintaining the three-way party split. Yeah. Um Yeah. Max, you encounter um three illithid protesters that are attempting to kick their way through the door. <laughs> uh okay. It will you s- now the uh the ghostly gaze lasts for a minute. You can let me know when that minute has passed. I I think I think it can have passed. I think I think okay. you you've had enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll I'll, forg- I'll I'll let you let you not have to see naked protesters. I think you've got <laughs> enough on your plate with three protesters to fight by yourself. Uh, Max takes a moment to smooth out the fur a little bit that's been bristled, then uh, tries to uh, crack the door open, poke their 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 like their, their cute little snout out, and just like, uh, excuse me, we're we're still in deliberations here. What was all that chaos going on in there? What was that sound? Merely just a, a demonstration. It was a presentation, and we were just trying to demonstrate ramifications and complications if certain outcomes went particularly bad. That's all. Something doesn't feel right. Are you going to let us in so that we can see that everything's fine? Are you going to let us in, or are you going to not let us in? I can open the door so you can look inside, but I can't promise to let you in because we're still under deliberations. Okay, that that sounds very, very considerate of you. All right, now you promise not to bull rush me and trample me because I'm, you know, I, I'm not that intimidating looking or anything else. Yes, yes, we promise, we promise. Um, okay. <laughs> do, do you want to roll insight? <laughs> I can roll insight, sure. Let's you see look, here. I'm, I'm going to give you That's a, a 12. chance here. Uh, 12? I, I mean, you know, they well, they did promise. <laughs> they promised. All right. Um, <laughs> they promised. They promised. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair you enough. know, <laughs> you know, they might break a promise, but that'd be they, rude. They might, they might break, be rude of them that, to break a promise. That, that would be very rude of them. You're right. <laughs> you know, but I, but I, but you know, Max is a Max is a good a good fox. They see the good in people. Uh, they are going to open the door enough for the three of them to get a look inside, but put their body kind of in the way. So if they have to go through, they have to trample this poor little fox in a kimono. Yeah, roll initiative. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that'd be a 10. Uh, right, I'm going to need to get my, get my numbers for things. Give me one sec. Man, I could have shot Webb at that, that <laughs> illithid and just glued him to the wall. That probably would have worked. That probably would have worked, but but you 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 don't you, you you've got other obligations right now. You you you, 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 yeah, you could have put pinned Henry to the wall, but you have Harry, and that's not Henry there. So uh, I've uh, I've taken a completely different character. Um, that is, that is a twenty-two. Yeah, no, they 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 are. Uh, that is a twenty-two on initiative. Um, they are going to use their turn to attempt to move past you and into the room um you will get an attack of opportunity on on them but uh th- they are just not paying attention to the fact that you are here they have not even clocked you as a threat that might stop them entering max will abstain from doing the opportunity attack from the processors because that's just a bad way to start the situation here so okay you're not you're not taking the opportunity for an opportunity attack 
they will not take the opportunity for an opportunity attack at this opportunity. No, that opportunity will be left opportunist. Uh, as a, he, Max is being very inopportune at this opportunity. Well, they've used their turn to walk past you and continue walking further into the building, and you have not taken an opportunity attack against them. It's your turn. <laughs> I have an idea. Is it's going to be a being a, being a little showy about things, but we'll see how this works. Uh, Max is going to invoke another decryption from Formith at this juncture. In this case, now I'm trying to remind myself in my head. I think when I did the decryption last time, I said the character's name I was decrypting. I believe so. Yes. Right. So Max just sort of closes their eyes for a moment, starts to move towards the other, mutters it's like. Okay, Formith, I think we need to make our presence a little bit more intimidating here. Decrypt Noah. And as they utter the name Noah, the cube you know, glimmers, shifts, and proj- uh, projects a sort of a long pillar of light before it settles into a glaive in Max's uh, hand. As it does so, their flight jacket uh, shifts in form and sort of billows out into a long hooded white cloak from head to toe while still maintaining some of the uh, the decals and such from the flight jacket. Uh, and as a orange lily sort of also appears kind of pinned near Max's ear and they move to stand in front of the, the protesters kind of walking in and sort of like taps the... Uh, glaive into the ground before just staring at them and saying I'm sorry I said you're allowed to take a look inside and no more so if you wish to do anything more of this I will be forced to stop you while the deliberation is still proceeding are you attempting to intimidate them that I am yes okay let's let's see that intimidation that would be a natural one. Jesus Christ. Wow, that is that is one of the the highest botch numbers I've seen in a while. That is a 10 on botch. That is, <laughs> that wow. is a 10 on the botch. Max has tried their very best to not just start out a outright fight and is doing very badly at Yeah, no, they they are not intimidated at all. Um I think the fact that you openly willingly opened the door for them and didn't attack them when you had a chance, and then tried to threaten them, has not sent the message you were hoping it would send. Um, uh, They are definitely not, I guess, what you were hoping for, which was they were going to back down and just willingly walk out the building. We'll come back to you in a minute. (laughs) Wendy, how are things going in the vents? Incredible. As soon as I see uh, the dwarf use sleep, on Pavrov, I'm dropping out, and I'm just trying to uh, give Cascorn uh, a ice pick lobotomy. Yep. Okay. Uh, it, is is this? Are you doing something specific while you have stealth, or is this you're just starting starting the fight, getting in there to attack? If I have a moment to do something in my really good stealth, I guess I will use bolstering magic, an ability I have. You harness wild magic to bolster yourself or a companion uh, for ten minutes. The creature can roll a d3 whenever making an attack roll and add the number to the d20. So basically, I'm giving myself a 
a bonus uh, just by like trying to hold my wild magic in for a minute. But if we roll initiative, I'm going beast mode. So I, gonna... yeah, no, I think I think that is perfect. That is a great use of your being in stealth. Let's roll that initiative. All right, I have feral instincts. I have advantage on initiative roll. So, uh, motherfucker, seventeen. <laughs> uh, yep, you are going to be going first. All right. Um, I'm just going fucking bananas on this guy. So I, I come out of the vents. I'm trying to drop down and just uh, like a stealth, you know, a contextual stealth kill in a video game, just drop down through his neck with my ice pick. And I assume uh, I mess up somehow, or maybe it's like uh, there's like a armor under his clothing or something. Is that how I don't just do, do a hitman here? <laughs> and then we just square <laughs> off. Yeah, um, I, I think that maybe it's the fact this room is like real dark because, you know, Co- person who sits doing coding is in here and the lights are real low and just didn't, yeah, hadn't quite adjusted to where you were seeing miss your shot. Uh, what are you doing with your first turn? Uh, bonus action to do a rage. So wild magic because that's, uh, yeah, let's as get that wild as magic roll. 100, let's <laughs> do it. As soon as I feel the adrenaline of a fight, my body just instinctively just gives off the wild magic as part of the unstable ritual that created my fairy illithid. Give me, give me that d100. Let's see what you get. All right, I'm going to roll this. 65. 65. I have I have no idea what these numbers mean until I look, so this is going to be a fun surprise <laughs> um, for everyone. Um, oh, this is fun. This is fun. Um, your, your barbarian rage now takes the form of a magical girl or super sentai transformation, which I'm going to need you to describe. <laughs> All right. I mean, the Super Sentai <laughs> is definitely the the vibe. So I'm in the vents, right? And I'm just like trying to concentrate, trying to go into a Zen mode to pull my wild magic in and give myself a bolstering attack. And then I leap out of the vents to do a drop kill on this person, and I just lose control of it. I just my focus uh, isn't enough, and the wild magic bursts out, and I just become a streaking light of like uh, you know Henshin transformation in the Tokusatsu. Uh, tradition, and I like get all this really cool spy gear. It's like Splinter Cell shit, right? My magical mm-hmm. girl uh, transformation has a like a goggles with like three uh, glowing green eye pieces that can like rotate to give me infrared and like black and white and stuff. I have like mm-hmm. a really cool uh, stealth suit. It's like some uh, cyborg ninja shit. I'm extremely cool. Um, is there any mechanical benefit to this, or do I just look sick? There is a mechanical benefit to this, but there is also something I require of you. You get a plus one uh, bonus to hit uh, in combat going forward, as long as you remember to describe your Super Sentai transformation as you rage. Okay, uh, so I'm going to make this. I have reckless attack and I have two attacks as a barbarian. So 19 and 26 as I call out the names of my attack. I'm just, the scattering blossom strike. <laughs> <laughs> Falling willow blow. Perfect. I'm just I, I like how we had we, we had we had we had two like Sentai slash magical girl transformations in subsequent scenes. One involves a fox that's probably going to get curb stopped by three illithids. <laughs> and the other one is Wendy just murking on this dwarf. I'm going to have to have like a mech transformation moment in in a second as I probably glue this kid to a wall and run upstairs. (laughs) All right. That's 17 damage for those two strikes. Um, 
you do your 17 damage. Um, Cascorn is caught pretty badly off guard. Um, uh, and is, is that your whole turn? Yep, bonus to rage, and then my attacks are my action. Um, Cascorn is going to turn around and, in a panic, um, swing... Yeah, it's gonna be something, something heavy in the room. Uh, gonna, gonna swing, like, um, try and, try and hit you with a computer monitor. Uh, oh my god. So this... <laughs> Those things are expensive, bud. <laughs> Look, this is a, this is a, this is a bad moment. <laughs> uh, seven's probably not gonna hit, is it? Not even close. Now I do a, a spinning somersault over it, and I say, ha! And an explosion happens behind me inexplicably. <laughs> This was not this was not a planned moment of attack. They they were hoping they could just uh she was hoping she could just put Pavroth to sleep and and not have to deal with anything more more direct. Um she's looking a little nervous. It is back to you. Alright, I'm still going ape shit. Like I said, there was that, like a big pink explosion behind me, like an early Power Rangers. Um and I'm doing my shit again. Twenty-six and seventeen. Yeah, yeah, they're both going to be high enough to hit. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm just going fucking bananas on this dwarf as I uh, use my ice pick. I'm just trying to, I'm going to try to do this non-lethally. If we get to the damages, yeah. I assume we need to interrogate this person. Yeah. I'm um, saying, you know, the stunning strike and yeah, tw- 18 as I, you know, try to like stab them in the elbows and uh, shoulders and everything just to get them to stop yeah. fighting. Um, Cascorn, not particularly healthy. Uh, you, if you want to give your description, you, you've said non-lethally. Yeah, she, she is, she has really been caught off guard by you and was not ready for this onslaught of chaos from the vents. Yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, like, elegant finish! And I ram my ice pick through the joint of the elbow, you know, and that, the arm, that arm's just done for today. That's not gonna oh, be no. And then they try to grab me with the other arm, and then I just say, you know, uh, stunning counter, and I spin around and do the same thing to the other arm. And now they just yeah. have two, two noodles. As as best she can with very pinned down noodle arms, she's gonna try and if she if she were able to raise her hands, she'd be raising her hands in like I surrender, like you know, ha- hands up, don't shoot position. Um, she's like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm uh, um, please please don't please don't kill me. We'll see. Tell me everything you know, and maybe I will become merciful in my next transformation. You're really not gonna? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. This is not worth. This is not worth. This is not worth dying for. Um, I. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am the reason. I am the reason for the the uh, the assassination attempt that went down. It's not. My fault. Why? Do you want? Do you want the 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 practical why or the feelings why? Well, what do you want? Give me everything, villain. <laughs> I mean, I really wish Study I had alternative options. But I am kind of. I am kind of fucked here. Um, posing with every <sighs> sentence. Okay, look, my boss. My boss, Corporal Brian, got me to build in the contingency. He is... He is concerned, as am I, about Illithids 
just being everywhere and being normalized. Not because, you know, these ones all seem nice, but the second that them being everywhere is normalized, that's when they're gonna get us. These peace talks might be the first step toward peace for a while, but they're also going to be the first step in the door to us being like, oh yeah, yeah, we don't know, oh, there's no threat around, there's no threat around, and that's when they're going to get us. I have to look deep inside myself and ask some questions about Wendy as a character, because I feel a strong urge to overreact to this, because she really wants peace very badly, and this person yeah. is ruining it. Yeah, no, this I... is this is someone who's really fucking up peace talks, huh? <laughs> and I have this urge biologically to eat their brain too. It's I'm <laughs> trying to hold in this wild magic as it courses through me, giving me yeah. sick uh, armor and shit. And it's just like, there's a lot going on yeah. here personally. Well, I, I mean, I think, I think we're going to have to get a resist eating brain roll, despite knowing how, how badly this would go for you. If you, this would be a real bad moment to eat a brain. It would reinforce some beliefs. <laughs> It's time to see if we have a stunning appetite to go with your stunning attacks there. Fifteen. Fifteen? I think fifteen is just enough to, uh... To, if you wish to hold back, I think you can pull it off. Yeah, she's, like, practically vibrating in the air, and the magic, like, maybe the... You know, the the Sentai costume is, like, shimmering and, like, uh, maybe changing colors erratically as she tries to yeah. co hold on to self-control. I, I think she's going to look up at you and she's going to go, yeah, that, that look on your face, that is what I'm terrified of. That, that's how I lost my wife. That's why I can't let this happen. To be fair, this is mostly fairy stuff. I'm full of magic, and it's not its not working the way it should because a lot of my uh, organs aren't where they're supposed to be. its There's a lot of stuff going on. It's complicated. Uh, holding it together. I'm just, like, closing my eyes and seeing scenes of, like, blood and brains being uh, splattered around you, this room. You're, you're going from Super Sentai to fucking Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cascorn looks up at you and goes... Look, they all have their reasons. They all have, oh, I'm trying not to turn into a big monster. Oh, I need to uh, get get a new form. Oh, oh, this or that, the other. It doesn't change what you are. And when, when Brian... When Brian came to me, I knew... I knew he was right. Okay, well, you're not going to unnormalize me. I'm extremely normal, but I'm going to unnormalize you. Everyone's going to be like, "Wow, that that cask thorn is real unnormal." And I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying not to have a meltdown and kill this person. And so I just like grab them by the collar and start pulling them as I'm like flapping my wings try to pull them to somebody else to witness this and take take them into custody before I I kill them. Okay, wonderful. Um uh, Buford, are you still down in the basement? Uh, I think by I'm probably hearing more of like an active commotion upstairs, and he's gonna look at uh, the kid and then go, "I'm gonna have to lock you in this room now." And he's just gonna exit the room, close the door, and just like I guess take a bunch of like uh, storage cabinets and just dump them in front of it, so it'll be hard for him to leave. And he's going to cast haste on himself and book it towards the nearest fight. 
Oh, wonderful. Um, so I think we're going to need one more round with uh, Max and the Illithid protesters, but I think I think one round from now you can you can join the commotion upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, it's your turn. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I believe it's their turn because they're the ones. Oh gosh, yeah, like... no, yeah, you know, you're right. They have not had their uh, they have not had their turn yet. They, since you their reaction them. to my. To my glory, like I love this. I botched. They created their initiative that I botched. It's great. It's gonna be that uh, that clip from JoJo where they're all curb stomping that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, this is some bad rolls going on from uh, from these illithids. No, no luck here today at all. Uh, they attempt to attack you to get through the door, and they roll a thirteen. Um, they they uh-huh. they are not well-trained people who are here to fight like actual you know guards who are supposed to be guarding these at this delegation they're just they were here for for counter protesters they try and like rough you up a little bit but they are they they weren't prepared for this really uh 13 not gonna do it is it even with max's reduced ac to 16 no that will not hit yeah so that with a 13 they're gonna try and just rough you up as best they can but they are they 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 they, they realise they need to get a bit more serious. You you can see them like readying up. Next turn they're gonna get the big guns out. So yeah, now it is uh, Max's turn. Max is like f- flustered at this as they're pushing back. Uh, at one point they they hold out the um they hold out the glaive kind of like as a like a stop bar, and all three protesters like put their hands on it, pushing Max back towards the door to the conference room. While they're just trying to deal with uh, how to uh, how to push back at this without like causing a a really big scene or a fight to happen, I'm just like thinking, uh, uh, do I just mm. like that? That is very understandable. Uh, they 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 do not care. They see you not fighting back, and they are just trying to. They, they want to go through through that door if they can. I'm just Max is just sort of. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, oh gosh. I mean, like, like I know these, like, like Max internally thinking, I know these these people have really bad ideas, and I do not agree with them on almost any level. But it's also not a good look to just be fighting protesters in the center room here. Oh gosh, what have I got myself into? Yeah, it's difficult optics. Um, uh, <laughs> the best I can attempt to do is for Max to try and push the protesters back with the glaive and just try to sort of reestablish some form of uh not authority but like presence to make up uh, to for me that, that that sounds like a, pr- a a strength contest to me i think that's an attempt yeah we can do a strength contest yeah let, let's see how well you can you can push push them back towards the exit <laughs> that would be that'd be fine yes yeah St- uh, strength roll at 12 and 19 yeah. Okay. Um, now, while this is going on, uh, let let's make sure that we get a, a, a initiative roll uh, from Buford. But you are able to use this glaive sort of like a barrier. You are successfully making some some distance. You are pushing them back towards the exit. They are no longer, you know, unopposed. I'm trying to think here. Like, is there a way for them to communicate telepathically with Ernest? Is there like something? Hmm. I wonder. Uh, anyways, uh, Max is like again. If you're 
I can open the door and show you the inside of it, but I just can't have you storming on in. Oh, okay. You 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 can let us in. You can let us in. Oh, that that's great. That's very mighty kind of you. Just let us right on in. No, no. I, to let you. Oh, sorry. Let us look in. Let us look in. Sorry. Uh, slip of the tongue. Yeah, slip fair of enough. The tongue. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fool me once, right? Oh, I know. I know. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Oh. Well, this happens. Only Buford just barrels through and just knocks everyone over. Sh- shockingly, in haste apparently does nothing to. To affect your initiative if you're like precasting it, but whatever. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does not. Um, but yeah, they're like, oh yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna let us look in. Oh, thank that's that's a mighty kind of you. I I I would I would say that Max like whilst holding the glaive in front of the door to act as a bar Je- would Jesus open Christ. enough for them to peer inside and confirm that Ernest is in fact not. You know, brain exploded in there. Yeah, the second you do that, they they just they just duck underneath it and start trying to enter the room. They they're, they're just trying to limbo in there. <laughs> you motherfuckers! <laughs> I know how 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 dare they do this to you? How dare Lucy with the football ass character? Ah, uh, okay. So this this is where this is where you come in, Buford. You walk in and you witness uh, these protesters attempting to limbo their way under. Uh, into the room. What do you? What do you? All right. <laughs> what do you do? I'm gonna scream. Get the fuck out of the building! Uh, and essentially try to like. So I'm hasted, which means uh, I've activated all of like the the jet boosters on my body, and I'm sprinting at forty feet uh, per move action at them. Oh yeah, no. Roll intimidation with advantage for me to scare okay. them into retreating because they they uh, they are. Pretty, pretty terrified. Okay, uh, sixteen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna do it. I think that they, they, they wanted reassurance, and they've seen through the door. Like, okay, yeah, Ernest, Ernest is okay. Um, everyone, you know, everyone's at each other's throats, but no one's dead. The talks still seem to be happening. Um, they're willing to to go. Enough is enough. I've seen enough. Um, we're gonna start heading toward the door. You know, just, just backing away a little bit. <laughs> If they are not through that exit by the time I'm getting to them, I'm pushing them out the door. Oh, they're not out the door yet. Give me, give me a strength contest. Let's see how how well you push them out that door to shove them out. <laughs> All right, I'm not actually strong. Let's see how this goes. Seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen will do it. Seventeen will do it. <laughs> yeah, I slam it shut and lock it. <laughs> So yeah, you you you've just walked up here to uh, Max, essentially creating a uh, a limbo pole for these protesters to enter the main room. What what do you what do you do? What's your reaction? <laughs> I I think Buford just like turns and kind of goes like, "What? The- Why?" <laughs> they were they already forced their way into the building. I was trying to not you know fight them. No, that's when you do fight them. I mean, to a degree, Max is like Max will be will cross their arms and be like, "I think any I think anyone on either side of this getting injured in any notable way is going to be a bad look in the situation as a whole." Buford, if if they broke into the building and almost got into, if, if a bunch of illithid supremacists broke into a building and got into the room with the peace diplomats, what do you think would occur? 
when they're I already at each other's throats. I wasn't planning on them getting into the room. They were limboing under under your yeah, blade. That, 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 that indicates I wasn't trying to let them in, Buford. I, I, I think this is when Wendy starts approaching this area, carrying this uh, dwarf along uh, to, behind her. Yeah, carrying is strong. I have them by like the scruff of their you know jacket or whatever, and I'm flying behind them. But I also have a blade that I can introduce to their uh, you know cranial meat at any time. So. <laughs> Okay, you're sort of dragging them along like a scolded child by the ear towards the uh, rest of the group. So, so, so to set set the scene, just so I fully understand what I'm looking at, Wendy is dragging Cascorn uh, with a knife to their neck, essentially, while their arms are both flopping around at the elbow because they've both been broken. Yeah, and I just say, hey, Gub-Gub, this is the person who uh, messed up the robot. Uh, it's their fault. They also said the general's in on it. Not the general. Corporal, Corporal Bryant. I'm bad with names. I, I, if you, if the corporal's involved, they're still in the, they're still in the meeting room. And then Max turns around and opens the door to look inside. Uh, you look inside, and everyone is still in there. Everyone's still alive. Everyone's at each other's throats and like shouting and arguing in varying groups. But like, you know, they're they're still in there, including the corporal. Okay. Um, Buford is gonna whisper to Max, we don't say anything, she keeps her, uh, the dwarf out there, we walk in, get everyone sit down, and we flank Bryant. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, so, is this you two are going in to flank Bryant, but, uh, Wendy's staying out here with, uh, with the dwarf, t- for now, to, to not give this away? I, I think so, yeah. I'm going to push Cascorn into like an office or something at uh, Ice Pick Point because, yeah, this person being seen is going to be a big problem on a number of levels. The protesters might want to rip her limb from limb, or it could mean that Bryant knows that he's his he's covers blown. And both of these are bad. So I'm going to I'm going to make myself scarce for the moment. I, I, I think you can find like a, a room that's like a store cupboard or something on the other wall to where the uh, the talks have been happening so that like. If shit goes down, you can you can hear through the wall like the general sense of the tone that like stuff gone south. So, uh, Max and uh, Buford, talk talk me through what you're doing. How's this go? Uh, well, Max will re-enter the room uh, wearing a different set of clothes than when they left and carrying a glaive. So you know, standard normal thing for a fox to be doing, Security walking protocol. back into the room. Security protocol with a tired little sigh. Uh, before moving to try to help usher people to their seat and make room for Buford to uh, see himself in. Yeah, uh, Buford will follow back in, and uh, is there still, like, commotion? Everyone's still standing up and not, uh... Yeah, I I think everyone is, like, fighting amongst themselves. They've not really paid much attention to the fact you've re-entered the room. Um, uh, Corporal Bryant's maybe, like, trying to pick apart some of the fights, but everyone's just sort of, like, really at each other's throats still. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Buford is going to, like, flick up his mask for a second, uh, just enough so he can get access to his mouth, and with his big robot hand, uh, stick two fingers in his mouth and whistle to try to get everyone's attention. Uh, I think everyone does momentarily stop and look your way. Yep. Uh, you know, that there's a little bit of a murmuring, they're like, they're expecting you to do okay. something. Uh, and I'd say, alright, now that I have your attention, uh, and Buford's going to start walking to the um, 
the uh like the stage not not like trying to walk towards anyone in particular but he has reached so he can handle this and gonna like glance at max to to follow like he, he's essentially trying to walk up to the front like he's just um there to make an announcement to all of them now everyone is looking your direction and like you did you did catch them off guard with the whistle they're looking your way but they're they're, they're sort of expecting you to make an announcement now as you're sort of just ambling through the room there's a little bit of a murmur of like okay get get on with it what what do you want uh okay are we are uh max and i able to to get over right near bryant at this point i i think so i think that you can sort of uh sort of mingle through the room in such a way that you are uh sort of either side of 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 bryant Mm. and uh not make that too obvious that that's what you're doing could I kindly ask all of you to sit down for just a moment? Uh, what, what? What? Why? 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 Uh, why do you need us to sit down? Oh yeah, why do you need us? To sit? Everyone's very curious. What? What? Why you want them to stop fighting? <laughs> I did a big whistle. Anyway, I think we can handle this quite quickly. <laughs> I, I, I guess you did do a big whistle. Um, uh, Corporal Brown's like, yeah. What? What? What do you want? What's up? Okay, is everyone what? sitting down at this point? <laughs> uh, is... I think everyone other than Corporal Bryant is sat down. Um, he's sort of like he he wants to be pacing. Clearly, he's he's still a bit agitated. Okay, uh, is Bryant armed in any way? Uh, not like visibly. Not not immediately visibly. He's not like holding a weapon in his hand at this moment. Okay. Uh, I by the way, I'm keeping a haste uh, concentrated oh, on at this point. Yeah, of, of course. Um, and uh, Buford is essentially going to sum up what he's learned of the situation and go, um, it has come to my attention that Cascorn, at the instruction of Corporal Bryant, put a failsafe into these metal bodies to override their control. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Cascorn cast sleep on Pavroth. And attempted to, well, I don't know what happened at that point because Wendy apprehended them. We have the logs to prove it, and we have a confession. This is ridiculous. I, I do not know what you're on about. Uh, you know, someone made an attempt on uh, on one of our delegates. This is this is ridiculous. I, I will not hear this Then nonsense. why did he go for Davron and not you? Well, because D- Davin's in charge. Or Davon's, I'm sorry, yeah, sir. Uh, one day I'll learn all of your names. Well, well like, you know, Davin's, <laughs> Davin's the one handling the talks. He's the obvious target. He's, he's yeah, the, the talks, talks that benefit him particularly. Not any of the people fighting against the talks. Like you. Because you're concerned that there'd be too many illithids around? Well, I mean, that's not a secret. I came here because I'm worrying about there too many being too many illithids around, and this has just proven my point. This is exactly what I am worried about. Look, yeah. we have oh. the logs. We have apprehended the suspect. We have an illithid who has memories of it. We can pull that from her head, I'm pretty sure. And we have a confession. Look, you have no solid evidence. These talks are an absolute sham. This is just more trying to, uh, you know, to, to, trying to explain away problems. I'm, I am done. I am out of here. This is a shambles. At which point, uh, Corporal Bryant is going to try and stand up and start uh, walking out of the room. He's going to try and just walk, try and walk away. Uh, I'm going to push him down into a chair. Uh, strength, strength contest. Go. All right, again with this. Okay, yeah, let's see. I I don't know what else it would be other than strength. Try and try and use I, force. I was actually going to take an opportunity attack against him. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, nine. Ooh, that's a four. Yeah, uh, a nine. He's gonna he's gonna sort of stroll right past you, and he's just gonna start ma- making a walk for the door. He's gonna be like, uh, "Come on, come on, you lot!" And he sort of gestures to the soul delegates. Uh, we don't have to stand for this ridiculousness. There's been an assassination attempt on Davin. Uh, they're throwing allegations around. This is nonsense. How how did the other ones react to this? Um. I don't think they're, like, a thousand percent on board with leaving, but also, like, so much chaos has gone down since they got here, and, like, the whole time you've been out of the room, they have been arguing about, like, accusations have been thrown left, right, and centre. Corporal Bryant's suggestion that this is being made up isn't the most ridiculous thing that's been said in this room. They're they're not really sure what to do right now. Uh, okay, is Max gonna hit him? <laughs> I was like, yeah, if like if if Corporal Bright tries to move away, uh, he does. Max, yep, that, he he does indeed do that. Max will try to strike at them with well, and to be fair, the blunt side of the glaive as much, uh, but still make an attack at them. Uh, uh, yeah, give give me give me that roll. What do you roll? That'd be a fourteen. Yep, that's gonna that's gonna hit. Well, that would be uh, twelve. We'll say bludgeoning damage in this case here, as yeah, <laughs> as <laughs> as uh, I, there's another thing I want Max to do at this point. Y- yeah, and that is to enable uh, thaumaturgy. <laughs> to okay, yell at the corporal. <laughs> okay, tell me what you yell at the corporal. This is the sort of respect you show to those who've opened their planet, their home, this building to you and others in efforts to make peace. This is what you say, that this whole thing is a sham? The only thing that is a sham is you acting like you're operating in good faith, Corporal. Uh, Wendy, you can definitely hear this from the next room. You can hear it through the wall. All right. I say to Cascorn, listen. I know you hate me and everything I stand for and my face and the whole situation, but we actually have a lot in common. I know that you don't believe that, but I also had my life completely ruined by mind flares and am now going to violent ends to stop the worst of the their old culture. So and on some sense, I get it. And I'm not going to try to convince you that you shouldn't get revenge for your loved ones. Like revenge is sick and cool and awesome. And you should dig two, two graves to put both halves of the body in. Is what I say. Uh, but if I turn you over to the authorities, uh, the, the Mind Flayer justice system is not great. You're going to be mind probed and then psychically dominated. And th- it's called being a thrall. It's not good. It's very unpleasant. And I'm against that as well. So here is a one time offer. Uh, I can bring you on to the Resubian as a political mm. prisoner. And we can try to get your whole shit sorted out. Or I could turn you over to the big brain. I guess I could kill you, but I don't want to. So, one time offer. I I really like this. Um, roll me a persuasion. All right. Uh, this is <sighs> as much to keep her safe from me as anything else. Yeah, no, I I really uh, like this, but she, persuasion's she's gonna... not good. I'm gonna look at the audience and say <sighs> negative two before I push yeah, this button. Yeah, it's it's not it's not six. 
Yeah, look, I I had to I had to get you to do the role, I know, because it's sure. it's it's a hard sell for someone whose wife uh has has been forcibly taken over by an illithid, and I think she sort of looks up at you and goes like she she looks almost for a second like she's going to accept the offer and then she just says How on earth am I supposed to trust you to keep your promises? Your promises mean nothing to me. I wish I could believe them. Fair enough, Cask Cask. You don't know me, but I just want you to remember uh, when you occasionally claw your way to the surface of your consciousness under the mental domination and you have a moment of clarity to think all your thoughts before you're plunged back into the darkness uh, that I did try to help you. But also I have other things to worry about and I'm not your mom, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um... This is going really well, I think. Yeah. So what do, what do what do you do? Do you do you drag her off with you or? No, I mean, give, given that um, given that last chance, I'm gonna non-lethally knock her the fuck out and uh, you know tie tie her to a, a desk or something and go try to help everyone else. Okay. In that case, I'm gonna need everyone to roll initiative because uh, Max started the fight, but. Uh, it sure has started now, so Corporal Brian, as well as everyone else, we're gonna we're gonna set the initiative order. A fight's gonna kick off. Mm-hmm. And I just realized it did twice as much damage to the corporal as the corporal it directly did to them. So oh, booyah! Nice. <laughs> right, so that's a twenty-four for initiative for Corporal Bryant, a twenty-one for Max, an eighteen for Wendy, and a fourteen for Buford. Uh, Corporal Bryant, I think, is gonna is gonna set his sights uh, on. Max first because uh, you know as as far as he views it, Max Max started this. You 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 picked the fight here. Uh, Corporal Bryant is gonna is gonna pull out pull out his gun and uh, attempt to shoot Max uh, with a thirteen, uh, which I suspect is not gonna hit. A uh, li- little distracted, a little chaotic, misses the first shot. Look, look, we're all really beefing it here. Yeah, this is a real bad rolls all round. No one's been able to hit any of you today. Uh, I I think that he's still a little caught off guard by by having been found out and that his his ruse has sort of fallen apart. Uh, so it's uh, Max's turn. All right, uh, Max is going to use their bonus action to invoke the um uh sort of the hexblade curse. No, uh, I'm calling Formith's guidance, targeting the corporal. Um. So they have, they can feel the, 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 they can feel like the weird ethereal eyes of this AI entity uh, targeting on them. And then Max is just going to attempt to attack the corporal uh, twice with the glaive. First attack is a 26. Yeah, that, 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 that hits. I, I, <laughs> And the second attack is a yeah. nineteen. I just I need that's, to be sure. That's fine. Maybe the I, has I was a like, I don't know if you're typing this like typing the other one in or whether this is you're waiting for confirmation. Yes, a twenty six does hit. I'm not being I'm not being <laughs> that mean to you that I'm gonna make a twenty six miss. <laughs> this man is a Tarask. <laughs> uh, total damage is ten and ten. Those both get four added to them because of the hexblade's curse. That's a total of twenty eight damage. As that, that is 28 damage indeed. And Max is just sort of like, after, after, or like, be, you know, 
you know, after the corporal's early behavior towards them, after like the behavior with the the protesters on multiple fronts and all of this, Max is just sort of like, okay, I've tried to be polite and this isn't working. So <laughs> you just push the wrong buttons, corporal. Yeah, yeah. Look, attacking a bunch of protesters who are in an in a big um entrance hallway to a building when no one is around that that's no i can't do that's bad optics tag tagging a corporal in in the roof of the delegate this, this is the time to act <laughs> this is ironically the inverse of what buford would have done <laughs> um yeah though you have you have you have done 28 damage to this man uh wendy it is your turn all right, so rage only lasts for one minute, so I'm going to need to do it again as I fly into the room and see uh, uh, Max glaving this man. Can I roll my D100? Yeah, you can roll your D100. <laughs> 78. 78. Um, okay. Um, you are about to take two turns in a row. Holy shit. Fuck yes, I love being this character. Wendy rocks. Uh, oh, you've not rolled any of the stuff that's going to be terrible and horrible in a very bad time for you yet. Don't worry, there is... There's about a 50-50 chance of anything in here being helpful or not. But see, Laura, I love that too. <laughs> because I'm a freak. Um, yeah, you do. So... Aww. Wendy flies down the hallway towards the fighting. She enters the room and does uh, the chibu rui, which is like the where you flick the blood off your blade as she comes into the room, and then just stri- streaks right for this dude, recklessly stabbing. That's a 17 and a 20. Oh, that's a crit. Oh, that's a crit. We love to see <laughs> that, the crit. That is a crit. I will note, you did forget to do your Sentai transformations. You don't get the extra plus one on hit. <laughs> sure. I thought that I thought that went away when my rage was over. but <laughs> No, no. This is just permanently forward. If you remember to do Sentai transformation at the start of your rage, you get plus one on hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we're doing just, oh my God, this fucking fire engine. Uh, this is so much damage. This is uh, a, a panoply. That's why the fire engine is here. The fire engine is here to bring the damage <laughs> alarm on you. All right. Uh, so that's 31 damage just on my f- entrance into this room. Um, and I, you said I get a second turn here? Yeah, you get you get two turns in a row this, this time. <laughs> Fair enough. So I stab right into this dude. Let's see more numbers. 24 and 20. Oh, that's another crit! Oh, that's... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, I love when I design a fight I think it's going to be difficult. <laughs> Holy Man, shit. Man, I got haste on it. I'm not even going to be able to take a turn. It's going to be over. And that's another 29. So I'm just simply trying to go through this man's head like a bullet. Wait, Wendy. Lethal or non-lethal. <laughs> Lethal. <laughs> I do. I JFK this man. Oh God! <laughs> With my body. So, so you're, you're 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 murdering this man who who you. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna murder this. Did paint me a picture. <laughs> I mean, the picture. Yeah, I come streaking into the room like a bullet. I see uh, Max crossing glaive with this man. I hold my ice pick out in front of myself. I go as fast as I can towards his head, and then I come out the back. And you now have a room full of terrified peace talk delegates looking at a dead body of someone you have not yet given them any evidence did a crime. You're you're ruining this for my sister and thus for me. I, tur- I turn to Ellen 
the leader of the one delegation I connected with, and I tell her uh, his accomplice is uh, tied up in the the room over there. I give you know the rundown. We don't need to go through everything again, but yeah, I explain yeah. everything to Ellen, who I trust uh, more than any of these other bitches. I I mean, uh, she's gonna turn back to you and go. Look, I I respect that this may or may not be true. We can go find out from this person in the other room in a minute, but how on earth do I get any of these people back to... We're going to have to explain to everyone back in Seoul why the man that they sent to air their grievances about the fact that they view... Illithids as terrible, dangerous murderers that they don't want living in amongst them. Why that man is now dead after coming here to an illithid world for peace talks. Being killed by an illithid for that yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. There's no getting. There's n there's no there's no getting there's no getting around that that one. There's no there's no good spin for that. I think leaving the military person alive with the prestige and the power that gives them is a bad idea. But I think the rando nerd with the uh, sad backstory is exactly the kind of person we can trade back to Seoul. We here meaning illithids. And then it'll be like a, a diplomatic uh, good thing. What's the word? I was going to say the diplomatic coup, but I don't want to throw that word around lightly right now. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... A goodwill political prisoner transfer? Is that what you're getting at? Okay, I think I should explain both in character and out what I'm thinking here. So out of character, uh, Wendy thought going in the closet with Cascorn was like giving Beaufort and Max time to do like a Columbo thing. You know, where you like, you know who's the killer, but you have to get them to admit something only the killer would know in public and that expose them. And so she's like, yeah, when I storm in there, the the corporal will be busted and then that's what she did and she saw max was going to get shot and she's like ah justified self-defense perfectly normal so i guess i just want to defend <laughs> my actions as not being a uh, just complete bloodlust um that's uh, but in character i sh i think uh wendy is trying to spin this not only as self-defense but like uh you know corporal bryant was manipulating cascorn in their grief and, you know, she has uh, actually a lot in common with Wendy. And, like, instead of continuing the cycle of violence and trying to get Cascorn uh, shipped off somewhere terrible, she wants to, like, save her. And it's, like, actually sweet. It's like the, it's, like, the spin. I should say that I'm, like, if this arc ends with Wendy being, like, marched away in handcuffs or, <laughs> like, Corporal Bryant becoming, like, a martyr to, like, a, a you know, faction of Earth who hates their Zubian, that's cool. Those are all fine consequences, but for her, she's just like, you know, this. I thought I was doing the, you know, correct thing, saving my friend, and uh, look at also how selfless and understanding I'm being of the person who tried to kill a politician and start a race war. I think after some some posturing and some murmuring, um, and Davin doing some real pleading with the remaining uh, soul delegates. The three of them go, we're going to try, uh, we're going to try and smooth this over as best we can, because at the end of the day, we do all 
want to find a way to make peace work. And <sighs> this is not the kind of decision that we can make unilaterally. And at the very least, we are going to have an uphill battle on our hands um, in terms of messaging. But uh, if you if you give us a moment, we're going to try and talk to some of the people back home and see if we can if we can sell this. We'll um, we're going to go into the other room and make some calls, and we'll be back in a minute. Uh, and they go to try and work out whether they can sell sell this uh to the people back home um hey jenny do you have any napkins i'm very sticky oh uh, oh yes um i've 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 definitely i've definitely got some just give just give me a a, a moment did didn't you take the whole box earlier oh yeah did you, you? Wait, you only had one? I feel like you did. Jen, Jen, you gotta have a backup I mean, I have, these tissues. Look, I, I, no, I have others, but I have them, like, in, in, in my room. I didn't bring extras down here to the talks. Maybe I should have done. Um, uh, if you excuse me, I'll go, I'll go get some and I'll be right back. And Jenny also heads off, um, leaving you in a room with a, uh, a pretty messed up dead body, and I think this is the moment that Bridget walks into the room. Bridge! I, I think <laughs> I think Buford is like absolutely fucking exhausted at this point. He is baffled by everything that's just occurred. And I think he just like before right before she walks in, he's actually fully removed his uh, mask for the first time and just taken a cigar and lit it. Because he needs a moment. And sees his sister walking and goes, Oh, god damn it. Oh, hey, I was just checking how the... Oh, oh no. He was like this when we oh. found him. <laughs> and I think... I think um, Buford's gonna, like, step in front and sort of usher her out of the room and go, I'm, We're gonna go check on Pav... Uh, Pavrov. His head just kind of did that. I think it's a genetic condition. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say that Max is like just slumped into a chair, probably a bit of a mess themselves after what Wendy did, and it's just sort of just rubbing their face. I'm going to say to Max, like, as you slow down, and be like, hey, I didn't want to say this in front of everybody else, Max, Max, but uh, I didn't want you to have to kill anyone because... It's a much worse scene if a soul person has to kill a bunch of illithid protesters than if an illithid kills a human, because then worst, ca worst case comes to worst, you just turn me over, and then I could just, you know, go to prison or whatever. But I don't want, I don't want them to cut your butt off. Right. I mean, yeah. <sighs> this, gosh, this whole thing has been a whole mess. I think it went pretty well. Uh, speaking of things being a bit of a mess, this is the moment that the uh, Sol delegation comes back into the room and uh, looks incredibly concerned, uh, despite having left the room already looking fairly concerned, um, and reveals. Uh, so we we have a we have a bit of a problem. Um, we can't contact the Sol system. Max, Max, you know, sort of dusts himself off for a moment and then stands and say, uh, that's 
I'm not entirely sure how to process that bit of news, but all I can say is that I'm I'm deeply sorry for how things panned out here. Uh, they they look to Davin. Is it Dav? Is pronounced Davin, right? Uh, yeah, Davin. Yeah, they look to Davin and they and they just sort of bow slightly. Hey, I when I my ears when I intercepted the shot that was aimed at you, I was just worried that the that if the corporal had let the rest of you off, that they may have tried to do something to stir controversy back at Seoul. That's why I was trying to stop them from leaving, but I. I lost control of the situation, and that and that's my fault, so I'm I'm sorry for it. Uh, it. It is what it is. Peace talks are uh never particularly peaceful. I'll I'll i I'll say this. There's fewer people we have to sell this whole thing to now, I guess. We only have to we only have to spin this to like the people who came came out to this part of space and not to all of Sol. Maybe that's, maybe this is, I don't want to say it's a good thing. Maybe this is an easier sell in the immediate moment. Perhaps you can use it as an opportunity to uh, do a a pilot case of what it's like to live in a more symbiotic relationship with Illithid. And then prove it through example how it can be like to the rest of Seoul. Oh, oh, you mean like we're all old, old stuff, we're all out here. I thought you meant like a symbiotic relationship by killing human corporals i was really not following for a second no uh, culturally symbiotic culturally symbiotic not you know that type of symbiotic you know look there are going to be consequences but those are for those are for people who sit and have many conversations like this in rooms to have i will tell you this you as a crew are not going to be invited back to run security at any future events here any future peace yeah, talks this, this will probably speak uh, <laughs> This went rough. <laughs> There's probably going to be other people invited next time and told, like, look, we told the last lot, please don't murder any. Well, actually, we didn't tell them not murder anyone. We told them don't let anyone die. We assumed that meant don't. They would get that that meant don't kill anyone. I realized in retrospect that Wendy should have been rolling 4d12 on those crits total, actually. Oh, God, was there more damage that should have happened? Yeah, because because when, when Wendy crits, they roll an extra d12 in addition to the regular crit, so a crit is 3d12. <laughs> uh-huh. So that, that would have been 4d... Yeah, so that would have been even, like, even more viscera. That's the... Uh... <laughs> when, Wendy lands next to the corporal's body and just, like, whispers, We have a motto. In Tully's monsters, if you pull a gun, your ass is done. That is actually probably something Buford would say. Yeah, that that, that fits. Is, is that an is that an official motto? Did, did, we were not informed of this before we before we brought you in here. We really could have been. We really could. You should get like embroidered jackets with it written on or something. So we. It's, it's so under people, our tattoos. <laughs> It's under the tattoos. We absolutely should get mm-hmm. get fucking Tully's monsters jackets. That's merch. We got to sell this to well, our audience. <laughs> I think we got your ass done. You didn't realize. There you go. Tully's monsters. Uh, in 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 sheer confusion, uh, you. I I think at this point you are sort of given the the sign that the talks are done for now and are. It's probably time to disband and for you to start thinking about heading back to uh, to the ship. 
Um, uh, actually, I think Buford would like to talk to Bridget for a moment. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I think Buford's like rubbing his his temples a little bit and goes, "I gotta tell you, in some ways, I've started to realize that." I think back home we were a lot more like mind flayers than we realized. Uh, yeah. See, back home, I always knew what our siblings were doing. I always knew what mom and dad wanted to do, how they'd react to something. Yeah. These two, not so much. I think. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna stay back on the ship next time. <sighs> I think I think Buford is gonna turn to her and he's gonna sort of like get down on one knee to try to get eye level to her since she's short <laughs> and he's real tall. And he's gonna he's gonna put the uh, like one finger of the robot hand on her shoulder because the entire thing would sort of cave her in and go, look, I'm not gonna make you get out here, come out here again, and I'm not gonna say that you necessarily should or shouldn't. What happened here today? Was real bad. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie to you. Straight up, this went rough. But I know you're a strong girl. You're a smart cookie. And yeah, you're a little experienced right now. But I think in the future you can get back out in the field when you feel ready. I, I appreciate that a lot. That said. I feel like if there's this much bloodshed at peace talks, yeah, I'm going to need a minute before I have anything that is intended to be violent. Yeah, I can't I can't speak to peace talks. I ain't I ain't never done one of these before. Chip and convention sure. This I mean th- this the, is different. The, the name really implied if I I I thought I was just going to sit and take notes. I was going to take so many notes. I had so many notebooks prepared. I had little color tabs that I was going to use for color coding the notes. You, you do like your notebooks, I remember. Yeah. I have, I have, you made, you I have, made me I have get the, you the good tabs. Did not the, know what have, that meant. I have, the, I have the pen that has like the nine colors on it so I can just keep swapping between colors when I'm making the notes. It's so organized. Which is ridiculous. There's only like seven colors. Yeah, I'm canonizing <laughs> Buford's colorblind. <laughs> Okay, what kind of colorblindness? Uh, he's whatever I am, which is I can't identify it because colors are hard. Uh, it's probably well, most is deuteronomy, is that's what I have as well, which is a green, weak, red, green colorblindness. You also have what is it? Oh, there's uh, the one pro- source of letter P. Uh, pro- pros- well, pro- so I've been tested. I've gotten both of those as answers for when I've taken tests. So it's, <laughs> I don't really Aust- know. Austin, um, do you have any kind of color blindness? Because I need to find out if 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 I am somehow the only person that can see colors on this show. I am not colorblind. I have twenty twenty oh. vision. Oh. That, that's nothing to do with color blindness. Wait, I'm just giving you my eyeball stats. I'm just giving you the stats. <laughs> I, I wanted to have eyeball superiority. That's a very rare situation to be in. I like I have 20/20 vision, but I have astigmatism. That's why I wear glasses. Also because I like the way I look at them. That's okay though. Uh, <laughs> uh, B- Buford wants to try to get his hands on some schematics of these uh, illithid metal bodies. <laughs> Uh, I thought I think so. you can do that without having to put too much effort in because I think that 
One of the few things that Bridget has done while here is taking furiously scrawled uh, notes about the illithid bodies. So there are probably some pretty, pretty accurately sketched diagrams. Yeah, uh, so he w- once we get back on the ship, he's going to be working on two things. One, he wants to see if he can sort of forcibly lock down this sort of like enclosed system so you can't what happened here can't occur again and he wants to toy around with the idea of um the they talked we talked last session about how some of the the holdouts are talking about how oh if it's it's an artificial body there's no like suffering involved right so it's it's not like it's not real authentic and he has an idea of what he can do here I believe illithids might have the capability to record, like, emotional impressions of things. And he essentially wants to try to take a bunch of recordings of suffering, randomize it through an AI, and simulate it in the bodies, and then potentially try to advertise this as, oh, no, it's better than a real person. It's bespoke to you suffering. So these are basically what, like, the uh, cyberpunk brain dances, where you're just giving people simulated suffering? Yeah, he he's effectively trying to, like, scam these illithids that are, are saying suffering is a requirement uh, by, like, mm. making an AI version of it that doesn't require actual things to suffer. And then you, he would recommend marketing it as, like, a bespoke special thing that you can upcharge for. So, I don't know how well you're going to sell them on the upselling angle, but I do really like the thought of you putting some time into trying to develop, like, artificial hyper-condensed suffering. To be like, aha, see, you, you, you got what you needed out of that, that seromorphosis. Actually, I believe we've discussed something uh, off-screen, Laura, uh, (gasps) that Buford might have the perfect subject to get that sort of impression from. Uh Yes, yes. Um, Oh, that... mm. Do we want to do we want to do this now, or do we want to save this for? We're going to go into a downtime next week where we can get. Various assorted little side stories done, which might be a good time to. Whatever you prefer. Should we? We'll 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 put that aside for now. But next week you will have some time if you want to work on pet projects to okay. explore how and what you might put into these illithid brains. Um, did anyone else have anything else they wanted to do before leaving? I thought would I thought Buford said was gonna get their hands on something. I thought they were gonna get their hands on Max and strangle them for uh, for going off script or whatever it was. It'd be very um, difficult to use both hands for that. They're completely different sizes. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, like listen, you can strangle two different parts of uh, Max at the same time. That's easy enough to do. Um, but uh, Max will uh, approach Buford after well cleaning up. And just be like, so, um, yeah, sorry about how all that panned out, Buford. I, uh, look, I, I ain't gonna bullshit you. You, I would not have done what you did here, but you're a pilot. So I can't really expect you to, to really have a head for this kind of situation. Frankly, I blame myself for not trying to, I don't know, mediate this a little bit more. I just thought that if the colonel got the others away, they would have, you know, I don't know, 
shot David themselves and then t- intimidated the others into going along with it or something. Uh, yeah, I, I understand why you might think that, but once Cascorn was apprehended, I don't think there was anything he could do. He doesn't. He does not strike me as the type that could operate Henry or Harry rather. Oh, fuck. I have. I should probably tell people that he's locked in the basement behind a bunch of trash. <laughs> I, I think you probably should do that. Also, I think the corporal was going to shoot, would, would have shot Davin with, you know, the gun that he had and shot at me with. You know, he, he wouldn't need Harry anymore at that point. But yes, let's let's free Harry from wherever it is you stuffed them into. Yeah. Has Jenny come back with my napkins yet? Uh, <laughs> Jenny has come back with your napkins. All right, I, I, she lays them down, and I'm just gonna roll around on them because they're pretty big compared to me. Um, and when I'm done, I'm gonna say, "So, Jen, Jen, I think your uh, job probably just changed description a lot because it seems like uh, you can't go home with all these people, and I don't know if there's gonna be any peace talks because uh, I blew up that man's head." But if you've ever wanted to uh, get a, research a really uh, unique and uh, unprecedented psychology, you could come back to the Rizubian with us and uh, learn about my brain. <laughs> Jenny is going to stop and look at you real intently for a second. I need to tell you something first. And she's just gonna nod for a second, and um, from upstairs where her room was, a gif illithid starts walking down the stairs. Um, Wendy, do you recognize this gif illithid? I, I didn't know this was gonna happen. I just wanted to have I just wanted to have a flub friend. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, look. <laughs> I look. I've had I've had something brewing all th- this whole arc, and it's. I didn't expect you to invite Jenny to join the ship, and now this has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this has to happen. I gotta reiterate. I can't stop staring at the fucking butt cheeks on Jenny's uh, character art here. Oh my god! <laughs> just, just just ass out the entire time. <laughs> look, I'll, I'll I'll post the AI art that I used as a placeholder for this somewhere. If you kind of unfocus your eyes, it looks like she has like an Among Us on her face. <laughs> She's uh, a she, she was the villain all along. <laughs> we're we're gonna end the arc and we're gonna see her like turn off her laptop that says like Harry uh, uh, control protocol. <laughs> it's you're talking about a jellyfish that when you say she has a butt. I just want everyone to be clear on this. Yeah, um, it's a jellyfish that like AI doesn't know what the fuck it's doing, so it kind of made it look like there's a butt or maybe an Among Us on 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 her face. <laughs> it's a thin line between Among Us and butt. Um, a- Among Us flump the up. A flumpus. A flumpus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> language is completely unraveled. <laughs> uh, so this gif enters the room um, and they probably are dressed similar to the way that uh, Wendy dresses on mission like the sleek spy suit because this yep. is another one of the mind flare experimental spies where they combined a tadpole with a species who is normally not susceptible to seromorphosis which is you know becoming an adult illithid. Um, and as soon as Wendy sees this gif, uh, she pulls her ice pick out and says, 
All right, I have to explode another brain before we leave. Oh, don't, 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 don't be like, don't be like that. If I, if I, if that's how I wanted this to go down, you wouldn't have even known I was coming. You barely, you barely checked Jenny's room at all. The second she was nice to you, you all just walked on. We don't, this doesn't have to be a big thing. It seems like you're a pretty big thing. I am literally the size of one of your toes. This is a huge thing. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I fit inside a wardrobe. Like, you didn't even open the door. It's fine. I, I, yeah, I'm not that big. You don't have to, you don't have to get mean about it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, Wendy casts uh, Enlarge Reduce to half uh, <laughs> Rommel the Illithid uh, in size. Um... Rommel will look at you and just 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 start walking over going does that does that make you feel a little less, little less intimidated does it yes a lot you're huge rom rom I don't know how to, you don't understand this I mean look it's not like you've changed fats I'm still huge and you're still tiny the situation's not really changed that much do you want to introduce me to all your little friends <laughs> Wendy turns to everyone and says, everyone, this is Rommel. They didn't uh, defect because they're a coward. Uh, coward, this is everyone. Uh, how could you do me like this, Jen Jen? I just want to, I thought we were napkin buddies. Uh, Jen, Jen's going to look at you and go, I mean, look, don't, don't go spreading this around. I'm kind of glad that the corporal did what he did because it saved me doing it. I I I hired I hired your your big friend here to. I was I was I was I was I was also I was gonna like I was gonna ruin these talks if he didn't. I fucking knew it. I knew yes. there was something <laughs> off about this dummy thick jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why, C Colonel? I'm trying. Go ahead. Yeah, Colonel's. I'm dummy thick, and it's alerting the guards. Yeah, Colonel. Like, Colonel, I'm trying to assassinate this political figure, but my ass cheeks are too dummy thick and they're clapping together. It's alerting all the guards in a 50 mile radius. Um, <laughs> wait, what yeah, are you? Yeah. Why are you? Buford, po Buford points at the Jenny and goes, "This is why I don't trust psychologists." Ah, oh, boy. Okay, so the oh, okay, Whoa, fuck me sideways. All right, <laughs> so the people we stopped were trying to destroy the talks because they hated illithids, but if they didn't do it, the people who were going to destroy the talks were illithid supremacists. So everyone sucks. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't boil it. Don't boil it down like that. Let me at least tell, tell you. I want peace. I, I want it. I want, I want peace. But... I sit and I sit and counsel very, very angry people all day, every day, and my goodness, you would not believe the number of people who fantasize uh, about. Oh, you're gonna try and force me to to like people from Seoul now? Guess I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start war. There is so much of that sentiment out there, and. I don't know what to do about it. I see it everywhere, every day. They're just looking for an excuse to go, we're being told what to do. And 
we don't like it and we're gonna violently push back. And... Look, I'm not saying it was plan A, but if you want to invite me to come be on your ship, I feel like I should probably be open about the fact that if someone else hadn't screwed up the talks, I was going to get your friend here to screw up the talks. I didn't do it. I've not done anything... I, I'm, I've not done anything uh, arrestable. I didn't have to. But I want to be open about that if you're going to invite me onto your ship. Wendy gestures at Corporal Brian's body and says, I'm not much of an arresting type. No, no, you're not. I see that, but that's fine. Because I didn't, I didn't attempt an assassination. So it's fine. I mean, you, you plotted one. Yeah, it's called conspiracy to commit. It's a crime, but I'm not a lawyer. It's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got, look, I've had to deal with a lot of this in my legal department back home. <laughs> This is still pretty bad. <laughs> it's the, it's I, 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 I know, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. I know it's bad. But I don't look. I'm being open with you now because I think something's up here. I look. I was, I was concerned about what was going on, about what people would do. That's why I came to these talks, and some. My fear really spiked just before the talks, and I don't know quite what caused it, but I got really panicky and I got really scared, and I went and hired someone to try and be an assassin at, at these talks. All of my worst thoughts just really extrapolated and spiralled, and I'd just had so many people with so many, like, particularly concerning thoughts come through my office in, the, like, the days prior to the talks, Something doesn't add up in hindsight, and I, I, something, something weird went down. Like I was scared, but this is not me hiring assassins. I, I did. I, I mean, I did do it, but it's, it's not usually what I, the kind of thing I do. All right, let me let me get this straight, so I'm understanding clearly. We had a cyborg get magically body jacked, and you seem to imply. That you got brain jacked. I mean, maybe, maybe a little. Like, I'm not, I wasn't like, ah, uh, I'm puppeting against my will. I just was way more scared a minute ago. Like, the, the idea of peace doesn't seem nearly so scary now that... I mean, basically, as soon as that, that first assassination attempt went down, I, I, I am not nearly as scared. Scared of peace now. Now, have you considered that maybe because the consequences of said actions are causing you to reconsider? No, I should probably have been more. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyway, if the offer still stands, I'm happy to come with you. But like, just, 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 just no. I don't want to. I don't want to have see. I don't want to have secrets on the ship. That's that's. It's not good vibes. I don't like when I have bad vibes because then I taste my own bad vibes all day. It's bad. So I'm gonna get the vibes out of the way. There you go. We could be friends. Right? Wendy says, I think I've done enough killing for one day. So I think we're gonna leave now before this escalates. I think one day both of you are gonna realize that the Mind Flayers have no use for you. Eventually. They're gonna turn on you. 
and you're going to wish you had left like I did. So you can keep believing in all your stuff, but... Well, you, 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 you can say that, but, you know, what's ours is ours, and at some point we're going to come back for you, because, you know, no one walks away. All right, just remember the motto of Tully's Monsters. <laughs> if, if you pull a gun, <laughs> your ass is done. Yeah, you, Buford yeah, taps I know. the tattoo. Your ass is done, I know, I know. <laughs> well, well here's, here's, here's the thing for you to remember. Don't get disarmed just because someone is nice to you and forget to look in the closet. Now, I'm going to give you like a couple of hours head start. I'll see you when I see you. I turned to my party to say, I'm going to be real with you all. I am probably going to fall for that again. I really like when people are nice to me. <laughs> okay, I'll just start breaking open every closet we encounter. Also, I'm curious. So with our, with our motto, does that apply if I pull the gun as well? No, you're one of Tully's monsters. You're not one of the ones whose ass is done. Well, well, no. Th- and then it's like, I pull a gun and your your ass is done. There you go. Uh, got it. Right, is right. It's like it's, there's two tattoos and you point at one <laughs> depending on, on who's no, pulling it's the, the gun. No, it's the single tattoo. There's an asterisk and then in much smaller tasks, <laughs> there's, expl- there's an addendum that says, in case it's Max pulling the gun, then in this scenario. <laughs> then it's, then when they pull the gun, your ass is done. But, and then but, there's an addition. Is, is the addendum all under the tattoo as well? It's all under the tattoo. Yes. And then there's exactly. a second. There's a Another asterisk, and it implies uh, gun is being used as a stand-in for any sort of uh, violent action. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. could, uh, you can substitute in, you know, punching, toothpick, spear, etc., uh, and, and proceed from there. You 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 pull a knife, you lose your life. <laughs> That's pretty good. And then there's another asterisk that says, uh, if you're left-handed, your life is disbanded. <laughs> oh, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> we're just give, we're just brainstorming these on the way back to the uh, to the Tully. <laughs> I, I, I have an interesting. Well, there's one other th- quick thought I had about all this here, um, about. Um, and we can answer we can answer this in a different session if it's okay if you'd rather or I'm curious about how Jenny might react to just Max being around given well Max's nature with their connection with the uh, with Formith and stuff we can save that for a different session if you'd prefer. Uh, Before you leave, um, Jenny is gonna stop you, Max, and go. Um, I know this isn't really my place to say, but are you aware how are you aware how terrified your weapon is? Hmm. Do those vibes still persist if I do this? And then Max just murmurs, you know, murmurs, uh, uh, murmurs the words, uh, encrypt and then the weapon and then formith shifts back into the cube shape floating by max and the white hood shifts back to just being max's flight jacket the best way i can explain what i'm feeling in there is if you mixed a bunch of very dark colors of ink into water and just started to swirl it around for a while there'd be strands of individual colors but eventually it all just is 
unfortunately, I don't know if there's much I can do about it at this point. As far as I know, I'm I'm stuck with it for the time being. I know the I know the rest of your uh, your team isn't isn't a isn't a big fan. After I said, hey, I did try and do a secondary coup, but um, if you've, you you're welcome to come back if you've got questions. I um really I am really confused by that thing. If I have some time for a little bit of shore leave, I'll keep that in mind, Jenny. But for the time being, I hope that you and the others are safe and whatever talks can still be had can continue. Mm-hmm. And with that, if no one else has got anything else, uh, the... Uh, we, we go uh, to the water slide and ride for three okay. hours. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to need a roll for how much you enjoy water slides. What's a, what's a good water slide roll? Uh, intimidation. Have you, you ever been in those encased water slides? It's torture. Oh, hell yeah. It's yeah, nightmare. Intimidate that, into, intimidate that water slide, Buford. I really think of water slides as more of a religion. I got it. Okay, okay, let's see how much of a religious experience you have on the water slide, Wendy. <laughs> I was joking, I have a minus oh. one. Do it, bro. 20! Oh, that's, that's a 3d12 minus one. <laughs> what type of roll is that, Austin? That's nothing. <laughs> you...